As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryant. I am your host for today's show. And today I have another superstar, rock star of a guest, Miss Jennifer Todd. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. That's cool. So Jennifer, why don't you, we're, we're going to include your a link to your bio and information in the show notes. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am a Jane of all trades. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm an engineer. <laughs> I am a business owner. I have a law background and so and a speaker. And so I like to do all the things, but I started off as a receptionist and continue to work my way up through the industry. And so now I own a wonderful company, LMS General Contractors, and we do demolition as well as remediation. And also I put a great nonprofit, A Greener Tomorrow. And so that's all about creating awareness, education, and opportunity to underserved and underrepresented groups. Oh, no, that is awesome. What, so what's the nonprofit's name again? A Greener Tomorrow? A Greener Tomorrow. Oh, that that is absolutely wonderful. And so I, am, I got exposed to you through some mutual friends that we have on LinkedIn. And if listeners, if you are on LinkedIn, you absolutely have to follow Jennifer because She's always providing value, always talking about women in construction, women in STEM, and always giving back. She has really a big heart to give back to the community. And so, Jennifer, with all of the different work that you're doing and in all of the spaces that you're doing, what are some of the the trends that you see in industry right now? Well, well, first, I want to say thank you for that commentary. I appreciate it. And to answer your question we're seeing a lot of trends as it relates to the DEI component. We're seeing a lot of trends when it comes to the labor shortages. And I think the construction and engineering field has kind of been flipped upside down. Like I'm seeing things that I've never seen in the 15 years that I've been in this industry. And I'm liking a lot of it. There's still room for improvement, but I like a lot of what I'm seeing. So, so what are some things that you're seeing that you actually like? I like that I'm seeing more women enter the field and I'm liking that we are able to connect. For so long, it's been very hard to find people of color and women in the industry. They were out there, but if, if it wasn't locally, you would never see this person. So the power of social media is being able to see the representation of the brown and black faces, Asian, Latina, Indian, and also seeing the women that are actually in the field, which really will contribute to seeing more because you have to see it to be it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And so what are some of the things that you're, you are saying this absolutely needs to improve? All right. So you want to get me in trouble here. So what absolutely needs to improve is the diversity aspect and not just hiring people that are diverse, but actually putting them in the position of power um, to make decisions. 
So a short list, if you are a DEI person and you are, you know, your company has a DEI person, allow them to do their job. Like let them hire the people that they're supposed to hire. Don't handcuff them. If you are over the marketing department, ensure that you are showing racial diversity, gender diversity, LBGTQ diversity on your messaging and on your platforms because we're in a different time now. Before, as employers, we were doing the searching and seeking and picking, and now employees are hiring us. And so they want to see culturally something that reflects them. If you are have an all-white establishment and you are in Chicago, it's like, well, wait a minute here. <laughs> yeah. How, how is that possible that you can't find anyone of color and you're in a major city? So yeah. you're not going to get the best talent because the best talent may not look like you. And so you have to be open to change and open to really hiring the best of the best and, and making sure for me, it's about America and the industry reflecting the demographics of this country. And we're not there yet. So okay. that's, that's what we need to change. I don't think that you got in trouble for that one. That was a, a that was a well that was a good response. I don't think you got in trouble for that <laughs> one. There probably are some questions that I could ask you that would get us into trouble, but I'm not going to go there. So you know, as you've been thinking through, or as you think through your career and your journey, right from school, from being the receptionist to owning your your firm, what are some, I guess, success principles that you've been able to see along the way? Well. I actually held a master class. It's him, not you, last night. And <laughs> we kind of touched on that. And it was the sex, I would say the success principles are really about one is knowing who you are as a person and what you're willing to put up with, what your value is and what you bring to the table, regardless of the industry. The second thing is, is having the confidence to know that you can do it. When you get into certain rooms, a lot of times, especially women, they refer to have an imposter syndrome. But for me, I just don't see it like that. Because when you've worked with a lot of men, you know, they do a lot of posturing. Nothing against you, but <laughs> they do a lot of posturing. So it's like when you realize that they don't know what the heck they're talking about, just like you don't. It's like, well, wait a minute here. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I've seen certain situations where there's a big buildup because this person is, has this sprint prestigious title and he's over this company and it's 500 million and you meet them and you're like what you how did they <laughs> how are you in charge of this thing like who is really running the ship yeah yeah and so yeah i just staying in your own lane and knowing who you are and what you bring that is that is the way to success there is really not a lot of competition out there because Inherently, we don't know what the other person's long-term goals are, what they're striving for. So how can I be in competition with you, you know? Yeah. Because I have no idea what James's dreams are and what his long-term plan is. He could be on a completely different trajectory. And so just that there's definitely a lot of power in knowing who you are and investing in yourself and, you know, just staying the course. At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. So knowing who you are, investing in yourself, 
staying the course, you're not in competition with other people. And, and I would dare to say that you're only in competition with the best version of yourself. And yep. as you work and you make that investment into yourself, the, the really the challenge is showing up every day, being that best version. And when you begin to become introspective and to kind of look at the inputs that you have into your day and what's going on, you're able to see what do I need to do to show up as my best self, not only at work in my business, but also at home. Oh, yeah, because the two are, you know, the two go together. Who you are at home is who you are at work and vice versa. The discipline doesn't cut off and on. I think, you know, you don't don't turn the dial up and say, oh, I'm very disciplined at work and I'm just a hot mess. I mean, that's that's a rare case. You know, whatever those traits are and things that you have in your life, it goes across both ways. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I absolutely agree. One of the things that, you know, you've talked about is your nonprofit. And I wanted to kind of discuss a little bit more about your nonprofit and the people whom you are helping in that nonprofit, not just the people that you're planning to help, you know, now and in the near future, but a little bit of the history of the types of jobs and different things that you guys have been creating. Oh, absolutely. I'm so proud of the work that we do with The Greener Tomorrow because it's really about representation, but really it's my give back to something that I wish that I had. Starting 15 years ago, social media was not as robust as it is now. And so you had to see it. So it wasn't really until I picked up a magazine, I picked up Black Enterprise and they have like the annual section where they talk about the business owners. And I saw women construction business owners that I even knew that that was an option for me because I'd never met a woman business owner and I definitely never met a black one. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. She looks like me. Oh, cool. And it's really about creating awareness. What I know from working in the inner cities, we did a lot of work in Atlanta, various housing authorities, Thomasville, Englewood, did work at Atlantic Station. Black people do want to work, but they need an opportunity. I know yeah. that there's been a misconception over the years that they don't want to work. They're lazy. They're this, but it's not that. It's that if you give anyone, and this isn't just relegated to race, but if you give anyone an opportunity and you give them encouragement, they will show up for themselves. You just have to put it out there. And so that's really how we started it. We were working in the housing authorities. These people are low income individuals. They saw people who look like them doing the work and they said, how can I get started? And it was just just like that. So we started working with the local workforces in different areas and cities and get them trained, provide them classroom training, put them in asbestos school, maybe get their asbestos worker certification, or we teach them how to operate heavy equipment. But we're talking about women and men. So it's not just that, you know, and the women were great because they showed up to work because they got three kids, they got to pay for daycare, they got to pay for housing. They are more inclined that a 25 year old with two kids, uh, she is more inclined to show up than a 25 year old man who has no kids. So (laughs) different level of commitment. So yeah. 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 So that's how it started. But we've since branched out and really we don't want the education and the awareness portion to just be job opportunities. We are now being more inclusive to help people get there. So help okay. them find a program or an apprenticeship to get started because there isn't a lot of information about how to do that. So mm-hmm. no, yeah. I think so that's, that, that's that is, where we're going. No, I think that's great. 
both twofold, being able to the whole history of how this started. You're there, you're in the, those housing areas, you're doing the work and people are like, Hey, the people that are doing that work that are controlling that work look like me. And there's a, a level of comfort, even if they say it jokingly or in passing, like, Hey, what, what do I need to do to do that? To get a job. Yeah. yeah to, to get that job, to do that. That looks fun. That looks cool. And it's, it, to some way it's restoring the dignity of work and allowing people to actually be able to see themselves, you know, achieving that action. But it's not just about seeing. One of the things that you, you, you mentioned and I think is absolutely key is having access to the opportunity. Knowing about the opportunity is one thing. Understanding in general that there's a path to that opportunity is another thing. But then there's the, hey, let, come, let me show you, let me give you access to this place. Cause you can, sometimes you can see the path, but can't get there. Yeah. You got it. You got to have the playbook as they call it. So that is definitely what we did. And because we, you know, we're, I guess you can say we're a small, medium sized company. We knew that we just needed to get people started. It's okay if you weren't going to stay with our organization, but you had the tools because people didn't want to hire someone with no experience yeah. after they have the experience and they had the certification. We've had people, both men and women become supervisors. These people are making living wages. They're making prevailing wages. I mean, we're talking about people that are making 90,000, dollars yeah. $70,000. And it's not just about the money component. It's about, as you said, restoring the dignity, but also creating something personally in your life. What happens yeah. is not just you get a job, but now you're able to buy a car. Now you're able to move out of Section 8 housing and get your own apartment. A lot of the times we took people from, from Atlanta to California. They had never been on the plane. They had never been to the beach. They had never wow. left the inner city area. So it's just, it's not about just the job, but it's about the eye-opening experiences that you never thought that you could do. And so now, and you know, we have a, a, a girl, Atia, and basically she lived in Thomasville Heights Housing Project. If you're familiar with Atlanta landscape, she's been to Ohio. She's been to California. She's been to Kansas. She's, you know, she's a supervisor now. And so she would have never been able to think that that would be the role that she's able to take. And now people are calling her. Companies are calling her saying, hey, we need a good supervisor. We need a good supervisor. So it's things like that. And that's really what it's about. It's about just changing the trajectory of your life. And that's what an opportunity does for people. No, that that is awesome. And I was going to ask you, were there any particular stories that kind of stick out with you from the people that you've been helping? But you've already mentioned that young lady. But are there any other stories or any any person that you would like to, to bring to front? Yeah, it's just that there's so many of them. And Really, when it's about because, you know, I know what people I understand what things happen in life. We've had people that have been to jail, they've been rehabilitated. Yeah. And really, people think that crime is just as a result because these are just bad people. No, they don't have an opportunity. So when you are on a job site all day and you're popping floor towel and you're, you know, you're, you're shoveling and you're doing real hard labor, you don't have time to rob anybody. Yeah, you don't have time. To, you don't have time to attend any, any gang functions, the shootouts, any of that stuff because you're tired. So yep. that, that's the hard <laughs> eight hours you're going to work all day long. 
So, and when you see that your check is more than what you could potentially get for robbing somebody, hey, yep. I'm I'm out I'm out of the game, and it really it really helps to to change. I've seen young black men be able to change their lives, and it's like, look, you don't need to do all that. Here is a pathway for you. Who else is going to pay you sixty dollars to operate? You know, an excavator. Yeah. Where are you going to get that at? And yeah. you're going to get DM and you're going to be in a hotel room and you get to try. I mean, it's just like, come on. It's it's easy. It's it's an easy sell. I want to invite you to the next unwebinar. What is an unwebinar? It's no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. These are small group discussions that are designed to really be two way conversations between you and myself where you can get insight and advice on the issues that you're dealing with today. The overall goal is to equip you with what you need so that you can win at work and at home. Understand you do not have to do it alone. Sign up for the next UnWebinar today. We need more people like you out selling the easy sell, really making the connections and continuing to create pathways for opportunity for folks in our industry. And I know there's a, a just a, a general push of bringing back the trades, getting people involved in the trades programs. There's a big push in getting more people involved in engineering, because even within civil engineering, if you look at enroll, it may have gotten somewhat of a, a boost a few years ago, but it's not keeping pace with some of the other areas. And so it's really thinking through what are some things we can do to continue to create excitement and attract people to our industry. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on the board of ASC, the Industry Leaders Council, and we recently had a meeting and that was a lot of the talk, the fact that we are losing civil engineers. And my response to a lot of the issues that we see within the AEC community is outreach. We have to change the landscape of what we were doing because obviously that was ineffective. That's why we have a current yeah. labor shortage. And so it's got to look like this country, the demographics. We have to reach out to, if we want to get these kids in school and want to get them into the STEM and get them to join the civil engineering world, we have to start by the age of 10. So we've got to be in the inner city middle schools. We have to be at the high schools. We've got to be at the HBCUs telling people, hey, look, we need you because someone has to keep continuing to do the architecture and the engineering aspects and the yep. infrastructure of this country. So, hey, look, they're never going to be able to outsource you. That's the great thing about construction. So it thrives True. on people. But we've got to do it and we've got to do it like yesterday. You know, yeah. a lot of these universities, they have to be open and willing to creating programs and certifications that are going to attract people because after what we've seen with the student loan situation, it's a hard sale. It's yeah. really hard to try to get people to say they want to go to college and specifically they want to do engineering if they don't have that access to it at an early age. Yeah. And so, you know, Jennifer, I want to thank you for the conversation that we've had so far. You know, we've talked about your nonprofit. We've talked about some general success principles you talked a little bit about your journey and your background from receptionist to business owner. What were, what are, were some or what are some of the challenges that you face in industry? R really, what I would like to know is 
you know, what were some of the challenges that you faced early on? And then what are some of the challenges that you're facing now? Well, some of the challenges that I faced early on was being a double minority. As a Black woman in a heavily, predominantly uh, white male industry, that is definitely a struggle dealing with ageism. When you are young, you are seen as not quite competent. You need more time. And, And that's really how it started LMS. At the time, I lived in Los Angeles and I went to seven different construction companies, some of which I've worked with since then because LMS is nine years old now. But I, I was kind of laughed out of the door because they didn't have people of color. They didn't have women. They definitely didn't have anyone my age doing the things that I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. I had been a PM and I'd done the estimating and things like that. And so that's how I ended up being the youngest black woman to get a general engineering license in the state of California, getting an A license is because they were like, no, what led me down to attending law school and studying corporate law while operating LMS was because I saw what happens to small businesses and women-owned businesses in this industry. You cannot survive if you don't have a lawyer and If you're a smaller company, you can't necessarily afford an in-house counsel. So for me, it was about making sure that no one questioned my competency and ability. So I went and got a law degree. I went and got took the engineering exam. So it wasn't a question of if my husband or my brother or whomever, you know, was in charge. It was you. Yeah. Yeah, it was me. And, And I was able to stand on that and still estimate, still acquire jobs. You know, I'm still the lead engineer within the organization. And today, I would say that um, the issues are are still the same. They're still, you know, they're still relevant just because you become engineering news, top 25 newsmaker or you're the construction business woman finalist and on the cover. That doesn't absolve you of, of any of any backlash or, or yeah. the fact that you still have to still fight the fight. I'm still a black woman. In a male-dominated industry, <laughs> and that that has yet to change. I still don't have my private jet, so I, you know, I'm not getting all the contracts that I want yet. So they haven't; okay. it hasn't come to me yet. It's so. coming. It's coming though. <laughs> so I've been on a private jet, but it was not my own. So. Okay, all right. So yeah, so yeah, the the things are still the same. It, for me, it's really about. Now, it's not about the money or having the biggest or best project. The work is the work. For me, it's about showcasing to other people who look like me, both male and female, that they can thrive within this industry and that we can continue to create opportunities for those future generations to make sure that I'm leaving this industry better than it was when I got here. That's my goal at this point. Yeah. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. And we're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. No, I I have no doubt that you will continue to find success in that effort because you bring value wherever you go. I've listened to you on other people's podcasts. I have followed you on LinkedIn. And as I started out during the introduction, you, you, you seek to provide value in the discussion to show people the way to provide areas of access and opportunity. And I just want to thank you for what you're doing for 
construction, women in construction, for African-Americans, for the engineering field, for the trades field. You are out there doing the work that needs to be done. And if nobody else tells you that they appreciate it, I want to let I want to let you know that I see it and I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And so I'm going to just share, 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 share. Okay. Well, Jennifer, yeah. I, I want to thank you again for this conversation. I'm going to end this podcast episode like I end every podcast episode. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it, and they are achieve their goals and are living the life of their dreams. Jennifer, I want to thank you for being part of that select few. It has been great getting to know you, great for this interview. And I look forward to interacting with you in the future. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks. Thanks.